The Not A Golf Podcast podcast may contain language not suitable for some listeners. If you choose to drink and listen, please enjoy responsibly and not while driving, chipping, or putting. During testing of this podcast, brain cramps were experienced by some trial listeners, most commonly in those with little to no sense of humor and those wearing white sans belt slacks. Results may vary. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of the Not A Golf Podcast podcast. My name is Jay. I'll be piloting this shit show. I'm here with the beautiful first officer, Becca Buttons, on the buttons. And we are at Caddy's Whiskey Tavern. And we are joined by the stunning cabin crew and co-host, Donnie B. And the mineral himself, Bill Zink. Gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for your patience. I know we have tried. We have tried to launch this bird off the ground more than... Uh, three or four times so uh thanks for your patience thanks for being with us this is going to be the one this is going out people are going to hear this so no matter what no matter what how are you guys by the way bill i'm doing great good spring is coming up here in alaska finally so we're doing great warming up at anchorage donnie yeah. Donnie doesn't show up for practices, just like he doesn't show up on the fucking driving range. He just shows up five minutes before the tea time, ready to fucking bang him. That's how he does on the podcast. Donnie B, thanks for joining us, buddy. What's up? Big, busy schedule, man. Busy schedule. But, we, you know, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but hanging out with you. We wouldn't want to be anywhere else but hanging out with you guys, hanging out with our six listeners here on the Not A Golf Podcast podcast. Anyway, before we get started, let me uh, start by saying go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Not A Golf Pod, and then where you find your podcast, be sure you hit the little bell. We're pretty sure that lets you know when we release new shit. Uh, so go ahead, subscribe, listen, follow, and we'll probably i'd like to say we're not going to disappoint you but we probably will so anyhow gentlemen where can they find you on donnie are you on social media anywhere i have a facebook yeah it's a facebook uh, donnie bullock he's pretty yeah. boring on social media so it's probably a big waste of time to go search donnie bullock on facebook and find his private content it's going to be grandkids so if you're into grandkids if we have any old lady listeners and you love grandkids donnie b is probably your facebook hit donnie you're going to blow up i just i love that intro that's pretty cool i like Mon that monday mr america himself is going to have eight thousand followers <laughs> all that have grandkids there's a lot to talk about when you have grandkids trust me and bill where can they find you on social media uh, I am on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, my Twitter is the mineral six five point three eight. Uh, my Instagram is just the mineral, and Facebook William Zink. Uh, I'll let you know that on Twitter it's actually at bz three nine eight three. The mineral, you are the mineral sixty five point three eight. But but at bz three nine eight three is where you can find this gentleman so folks um we we're we're not really giving you the full content of what you of what you're gonna of what to expect here on the not a golf podcast podcast but we really thought this was more than a trailer so you're kind of getting the in between it's not really an appetizer but it's not really your meal it's like a half portion of meal 
before your meal. So it's like half a sirloin, half a baked potato, half of the <laughs> green beans, right? Half the salad. And then you still get another full steak and full serving, right? Better be but, but while you're here, as long as you are following the directives of the law, your physician and your morals, we hope that you are having a full drink with us. No half portions here at Caddy's Whiskey Tavern. It's full drinks. Buttons and I are sipping on Creek Water American Whiskey. Gentlemen, Donnie, I assume, let me take a stab, Jack and Coke. Tonight, I'm doing a repeat. I'm doing a repeat. Yeah. A repeat, uh, folks, just to let you guys know, this is like the third time we've done this, and we have pretty much just got wasted every time we've tried to record this so <laughs> here uh bill i imagine bill's probably on a mountain dew or something like that i actually have sweet tea but i am taking dabs out the wazoo so we are feeling just fine tonight as well sweet tea and dab the only person with sweet tea up in anchorage alaska right now the only person with sweet tea probably west of colorado right now <laughs> yeah. sweet tea and dabs. all right so, so let, me, let me confess let me confess See this? Yes, sir. So I was like pushing schedule to get here on time. <laughs> Wife had a craving and we ran by to get her a Pepsi at the racetrack raceway. So when we got here, we just kind of add a little good stuff to it. Okay. Okay. So that's where I am. Oh, well, that's a, that's a staple is getting the, getting the, uh, Going by the all night jiffy there in Live Oak. Donnie B knows what I'm talking about. I go to all night jiffy, you grab the styrofoam, you the styrofoam cup, and you either put the Coke in it for the liquor or you pour the beer, the natty ice into the styrofoam cup and you cruise town drinking through the stall. Again, we are not condoning drinking and driving. This is all for slides for all of us. Or you, if you do with all the politicians in Swanee County, you drink out of the red solo cup at the dixie grill there you go <laughs> there you go the red solo cup we are not endorsed by solo by the way <laughs> or not the endorsed. Dixie grill. or the dixie grill <laughs> anyhow so as as we get started um folks are going to notice that episode one did not start with the theme music and that's because i've struggled really to find the right the right thing and as much as you know i just kind of wanted to you know, find some royalty music. I really didn't want to force music uh, onto the podcast. I wanted to make sure it was original. So I held off on the music for episode one. So what I want to do is propose to you guys, right, to the heart of the show, our co-hosts and our listeners. Uh, I have kind of two nominations for at least a source of original music. Uh, this is this is not what what I'm suggesting is theme songs, but these these artists to to maybe compose our theme music. I have talked to both of them and kind of in the door on really building a relationship with them. So no promises, but I do have a couple things I want to throw at you guys. Are you guys willing to hear what I have? Shout, go for yeah. it. All right. So the first guy you may have heard of him. Okay, uh, his father is actually a golf course architect. I'm not sure if he plays a whole lot of golf, but he's a hell of a banjo player. His name is Rob Stinson. From what I can tell, it's mostly covers, but it's a very original rendition of covers. 
we have a couple things. We have something queued up. This is called Patroller. It's a bonus track over. You can find them on Spotify. We'll make sure that both of these artists' information are put on Twitter so our listeners can find them, promote them. Of course, we want to promote independent artists, independent everything here on the Naughty Golf Podcast podcast. But here's a little clip, guys, of the banjo player. This is nomination number one. Go ahead, Buttons. We're having some technical issues. We're not playing over. We're not playing over over the uh, recording, which is okay. That's okay. Um, we'll make sure that, that we dub something in uh, to play there. Uh, folks, I wanted to interrupt the show just a moment uh, to let you know that we will put uh, both clips of Rob and Eric at the end of the show. We'll run a few seconds of what we had planned to run uh, during the recording of the show. We are extremely sorry that uh, we had the technical issues. We are all amateurs at this, beginners, amateurs at best. Really, we're all just beginners, but we appreciate your patience. We appreciate you hanging in this far. Back to the show. Guys, my second, my second nomination is a little different i'm going in a different direction and that's more of a this guy has a a real cool blues feel i mean he is he is an old soul the when when you hear him you're gonna think he's been doing this for 30 years right the kid's not been breathing much longer than 20 i think 22 or 23 his name's eric heideman uh, right here from the Salt Lake area. We found him, just stumbled across him one fun night in a local pub here. Uh, he was playing live. Absolutely fell in love probably four bars into this song. Donnie, I want to say you, you've you heard of Eric Heideman, have you not? Um, I ran into that dude in a New Orleans club. You ran into Eric Heideman in a solid, New Orleans Solid Blues. Was he playing in New Orleans? He was playing in New Orleans. All right. I'm like, yeah. For the for the four out of the seven listeners that we have who have not heard of Eric Heideman, Donnie vouched for me. Is this guy not sound like he's been playing the blues for 40 years? Oh, he's got this dude's got talent. It's smooth. Um, he's kind of like a his own blend, right? It's like a but it is got some old soul to it, no doubt it's, about it. It's Very definitely cool. all original. Um, the yeah. the night we saw him, he did a couple a couple versions, um, his own versions of the covers, and I can't even button. Do you remember what he covered? One of them was "Purple Rain" by Prince. Oh my gosh, he, he did, did "Purple Rain" by Prince, it was, and he it was didn't awesome. do Prince. He did Eric, mm-hmm. but he did he did boy, it his he way. Did Prince some. He, Prince would have been Prince proud. would have been proud. Prince would have definitely been proud of Eric's performance. So he's my second nomination. Uh, unfortunately, I can't get this played over the uh, over our our stream right now. I will make sure it's dubbed in for our listeners to hear those little. I'm sorry, Donnie, or I'm sorry, Bill. If you haven't seen Eric or have heard uh-huh. of Rob, uh, everybody go check those guys out. Yes, yeah, some good music. That's for sure. But I, 
I like the blues because the blues is like it's kind of like on my level. That banjo, <laughs> kind of like a, you know, it's got a twist to it, but yet it's not really my twist. Bill, what do you what do you think, blues or bluegrass? Um, I don't really have much knowledge in either of them. Once I hear it, I will give you an opinion. I'm definitely not as much into the blues and the bluegrass as you guys. Um, but I'm sure uh, once I hear it, I'll know if I, which one I like more. I'll let you know. We'll be so. Let me. I'll be right. Yeah, let me. I'm more of a chameleon, like you, Bill. Like I, I like a lot of music. Yeah, but, you know. Hey, man, that's how I am. Like I, know. and I. I just like good music. I've I would been, prefer southern rock myself. You know, mm-hmm. but you know. What do you guys think about the recent mashups? I, I, I say recent. They've been doing mashups for for longer than we've been alive. But <laughs> some of these mashups, whether it be uh, country and, and hip-hop or country and pop, what do you guys think about some of these mashups nowadays? I think it's great. Music is it's talent, man. And you bring it – it's like you bring the cultures together to make something unique. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. – it's not the same old, same old. Does that make sense? I, yeah, I, I can, sense. I'm on that a hundred percent. I think when two different cultures, two different styles, two different uh, characters, backgrounds can come together and make their talents work together, even though on paper it, it should contrast. I, yeah. I think it's awesome. Here's an interesting thing. And talking about kind of mashups, Colt Ford, right? Kind of that country rapper. Does, yeah. Does anybody know what his handicap is on the golf course? I don't remember. Donnie, take a guess. Um, I'm going to say a nine. All right. I know it's really good. <laughs> Bill, do you know who Colt Ford is? No, I do not. But I'm going to say seven. Uh, Bill, what is your email? I've got to send you these links. Buttons is going to send you some Colt <laughs> Ford links, okay? Uh, it's a Colt Ford. He's our hero. Really, but I mean, we, the first time we saw him at the Spirit of the Swanee, uh, we fell in love with Colt Ford. Anyhow, I went Colton, and saw him pregnant with our third son. Got to have heard the Waffle House song. He has to have heard the Waffle House song. I don't believe I have. You got to play that. Buttons, your, your your other job tonight is to make a list of shit that uh, that Bill needs to see. Okay. All Colt right. I will, I will work on that. Colt Ford is going to be on, on the first. Way. Anyhow, so gentlemen, Colt Ford is a uh, close to a scratch player. Wow. As a matter of fact, twice this past season, he competed in, in two Champions Tour events. Believe Good it or for not. him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a lot of on his hands a lot of money you can do that kind of stuff you can Probably go good. to you can go to pgatour.com and colt ford has stats does anybody know colt ford's real name just as we close out the music segment does anybody call colt ford's real name of course bill bill you could probably take a guess yes jim you're pretty close jim yeah he is not on the pga tour as his as his birth name he is on the pga <laughs> tour as colt ford but his name is jason ferris brown not really a cool rapper name no uh, that's not gonna say a lot of cds that's why i went with uh, colt ford no <laughs> anyhow guys i will wrap up this music segment real quick we're gonna go into a break when we come back we have the head chef of caddy's 
uh, Whiskey Tavern going to join us. He is going to kind of give us the rundown here at Caddy's and let us know kind of the feel what goes on here. So stick with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Do you have that rundown feeling? Does your head go reeling, nervous, jumpy, or on edge? You suffer from neuritis, neuralgia, stress, tired blood, beriberi, obesity, head cold, sinus drainage, runny nose, nagging cough, sneezing, wheezing, water on the knee, fungus among us, arthritis, or hammers in your head. Make some correction in all this infection. Take the wonder drug that cures all your ills. Take Jeremiah Peabody's polyunsaturated, quick-dissolving, fast-acting, pleasant-tasting green and purple pills. It won't upset your stomach, and it's guaranteed to be just what you need. For quick, fast, speedy relief, you need Jeremiah Peabody polyunsaturated, quick-dissolving, fast-acting, pleasant-tasting green and purple pills. Use code word Mississippi Squirrel at checkout, and you'll receive not one but two bottles of Jeremiah Peabody's polyunsaturated, quick-dissolving, fast-acting, pleasant-tasting green and purple pills for just $1.98. Not intended for children 12 and under, teens, millennials, boomers, or adults over 65. Jeremiah Peabody's polyunsaturated, quick-dissolving, fast-acting, pleasant-tasting green and purple pills are not safe for pets, livestock, or wildlife. Consult your physician before beginning any satirical or facetious medication regimen. Not available in any states, Mexico, or Canada. A heap of side effects, waivers, and restrictions apply. Consult your psychiatrist for details. Don't be a hypochondriac. Claim your life back with Jeremiah Peabody's polyunsaturated, quick-dissolving, fast-acting, pleasant-tasting green and purple pills. Folks, if you've made it this far, you obviously have nothing better to do. Uh, but we thank you, nevertheless, for joining us. We are here with the head chef at Caddy's Whiskey Tavern. We call him Chef Will. I don't, I haven't really gotten to know Chef Will really well. So I will kind of let him give his own introduction. Chef, uh, sorry you couldn't make it to the table. But we were glad we could make it to the kitchen. How are you this evening? Good evening. This is your chef, Chef Will. <sighs> chef Will regret it. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry that I could not come to the dining room as normal. The other evening, I was walking out with a tray to serve a table and Mrs. Hogan was there with her tiny teacup pocket-sized Pomeranian. And that little rat on a leash tripped me. I lost the tray that I was carrying full of lovely steaks that I had cooked to perfection. And apparently that tray hit the little Pomeranian in the head. Oh my goodness. Mrs. Hogan has a friend at the courthouse. And now that dog has a restraining order against me in my own restaurant. And and I did see Mrs. Hogan just a little bit ago. Uh, so apparently that's why the the camera and the microphone had to go back to the kitchen. Uh, Miss Miss Hogan's a regular, so <laughs> Uh, lots going on back there in the kitchen. Uh, Chef, what's today's special here at Caddy's? Today's special, we have a T-bone steak with garlic mashed potatoes and grilled asparagus. We also have a maple glazed salmon with roasted Brussels sprouts and wild rice. I'm sure none of you boys will want that. Mrs. Buttons might order the salmon 
No. But we have the burgers, all the burgers you usually order. We do like our burgers, but burgers just go better with whiskey, Chef. I mean, you can't you can't help it. Of course, a good T-bone. I'll take the T-bone's the ungodly, ungodly expensive here, Chef. And to be honest with you, I've had better. I have to pay my bills and legal fares because of Mrs. Hogan's dog. That's a... Is Mrs. Hogan's dog okay? You've yet to mention that. You've only mentioned the legal proceedings and what's going on there. Well, it has a restraining order against him, so... I'm, sure I'm worried about the dog. Well, officially, the dog has the I'm not allowed to comment. The dog could but just between us kids, have power of attorney. I don't care. <laughs> that's not that's not a great attitude, Chef. You have very faithful patrons, and you should you should really probably take more concern, especially when walking out of your your kitchen door. I I would suggest, Chef, with with your talent in the kitchen. I think you should probably stay in the kitchen and leave the uh, leave the coming out of the doors. It's probably best that you stay in the kitchen. I think now that I'm getting to know you. Um, so anyhow, really, really, is that what you think? Uh, it's, you know, I worked in the White House for 16 years. Did you? I served presidents, heads of state, Congress people, dignitaries from here and far. Well, depending on which 16-year period, I, I I could say, okay. I'm not at liberty to say. You probably not. Are you? Were you given a, a security clearance working in the White House kitchen, I imagine? Well, of course. I was one step away from the president every meal he ate. There's a lot usually going on here at Caddy's. What do we, can we look forward to coming up shortly? Oh, oh. We have some events coming up. Funny you should mention. Monday, we have our tax day special. We'll be charging double tax on every meal <laughs> because Just... the owner needs to make up some back taxes. Oh, Jesus. We have a wet t-shirt contest next Sunday. It's usually attended by the golf cart girls, the beer cart girls from the local courses. Unfortunately, this year, we've only had six caddies sign up. They're <laughs> identifying as beer cart girls. <laughs> and on the 26th, it's James Audubon's birthday. So in honor of his contribution to arts and sciences of birds, I'm offering half off all poultry dishes. That is, that, uh, and there's no bands, nothing, no bands coming up in the night. We got, we've got the tax special. We don't have room for bands. We have to have a quarantine area for the damn dog. <laughs> you know Chef. that little rat on a leash bit me. Was this before or after you hit him in the head with the tray? Before. That's what caused me to trip. The Oh, he bit you, caused you to trip, and then he got accidentally yeah, hit in the I, head, I'm gonna and go, now he has a restraining I'm on, order. I'm on Chef Will's side on this. I think the, I think the dog should have got it. You know, I love all of our patrons, but Mrs. Hogan needs to leave that little rat on a leash at home. Will, all, as you know, here at Caddy's, 
Alton. It's not just service animal. Shorty Dog is here with us today. We have Shorty Dog joining with us at Caddy's Whiskey Tavern. I'm really hoping that you just stay in the kitchen for the rest of the night and Shorty Dog stays in <laughs> Shorty Dog's chair for the rest of the night because I can promise I'm not you going anywhere, it's not, it won't be the restraining order you have to worry about. Buttons is going to jumping you if you hit our dog in the head with the tray. I'll be honest Our Shorty with you. Dog would you know, do that. Mrs. Buttons is the only one of you people I like. <laughs> I you know, she's probably going to be the only one anyone likes in this whole thing in the end. So, no. Uh, no. We'll try to get I love you, you all. I think you're all great. We're going to try to get you on more often, Chef, but I, I really can't send you. I really can't send you out without cheering you up a little bit. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead and try. I just can't. I can't do it. Uh, Mr. Donnie here, if I can find him. Anyhow, I don't know where this is going, but I would just like to say, well, Chef, hold on. Happy Easter. Happy, Happy Easter. Easter. <laughs> Happy Easter, everyone. Uh, yes, this is this is recorded pre-Monday. I'm sorry you don't get this, guys, till Monday morning, but uh, this is being recorded Easter. Happy Easter, everyone. Happy Easter from Chef Will at Caddy's. But, Chef, I'm not sending you out of here with this attitude. As a matter of fact, Donnie B., again, Mr. America himself, he's he's – a musician he's an, an artist uh he is a man of god he is a a, a sports not only a, a baseball legend he's a coach and who pumps you up in your life like who gets you motivated and who changes your attitude in your life more than your coach your coach jack has, daniels jack daniels has a <laughs> real good way of cheering you up but also your coach, your ball coach always has a way to find that, to find that attitude in you, to bring out the best in you uh, for your performance. So I'd like to, before we can, Donnie, if, if you're cool with this, Chef, if you're cool with this, I'd like uh, Donnie to give you a motivational speech. Donnie's motivate, Coach D's motivational speech. Are you both okay with that? I'm a fat kid. I never played sports. <laughs> I don't see the need for this. My motivation is alcohol. Well, you're going to hear it regardless because I'm going to tell you, a pre-motivational speech, pre-motivational speech, I don't think you understand the weight of it. I think it's after the speech that you really feel it. And so, Donnie, if you don't mind, Chef will, especially since I think T-Bones is going to be uh, Buttons and I thing tonight, could you please fix, do something with Chef's attitude? Are you implying I'm broken? No. Just because you need a motivation doesn't mean that you're broken. Donnie, help me out here, Donnie. Yep, Chef Wills, you know, it's okay. Let me tell you why it's okay, Chef. And this is what you need to realize. You know, we have, we have a thing in our life where we have to look at the glasses half empty or half full. That's right? a problem. Refill the glass. Refill the glass. But this is the thing. It's, life's kind of like a hurricane. All right? There's two parts of a hurricane. There's an eye, right? And there's an eye wall. 
right now you are in the eye wall for some reason. You're not in control. You're not. I feel very judged right now. You're not in control. You've got to look at the big picture, right? Like you have people who come in. So what? Little lady comes in with her dog. Was that that big of a deal? You got 90 other people in there. I could have broken my leg. That need you with a broken leg or, you know, whatever, right? You've got, you got another leg that you can walk on. Forget the broken leg. Get in a wheelchair, right? Shorten the, shorten the stove level. I don't know, but find a way to do it. Because as winners, we find a way. Every day, we find a way. When, when. So I just feel right now, you need to really do a, a self-examination, count to 10, do something, and One, reflect who you are. All right. Well, I tell you what, man, if you just if you just make a mediocre steak tonight, just over mediocre. What? I have never made a mediocre steak in my life. Tell me who Will is. This guy. Will. Chef Will. What's your motivation, Chef? My motivation is to get through this life as quickly as possible and retire. What about the other people that are wanting to eat your delicious food each and every day? Not the old lady with the dog again. Let's get off her. She's done. She's paid and she's out the door. Yeah, you got your leg broke. So what? Let's move on. Life's full of opportunity. And the only way you get better, Chef Will, is to take those opportunities by hand, day in and day out, to finish, to win. You got to win, Will. You got to change your attitude. You got to win. I don't feel like you've ever had a broken bone. It hurts, and there's a lot of bills that come from the insurance company, and you Will, just want me to win, win, win. Will, and I'm just working, working, working. Will I? Will I tell you what, another way for another way for confidence is is really for people to fall in love with you, and and I think. I think our listener base. I'm your number one fan. You have you have buttons <laughs> as your number one fan. I really have a feeling if they're at this point eight listeners, that you have all eight. And Will we love Chef Will, right? Absolutely. We love, love Chef Will. Chef. We love him, right? Absolutely. This is very uncomfortable. Well, okay. Will, we're not going to make you any more comfortable, but I do want to make sure. <laughs> Are you? I do want to make sure that that our listeners can find you. Is Chef Will on social media? What <laughs> is we, Chef? Can we find Chef Will on Twitter? We, on Instagram? Out, before he we find out, can we toast to Chef Will? Of course we can. I, I, just, everybody, what, what everybody beverage here. are we? What beverage are we using? Listen, everybody. Listen. <laughs> repeat after me. Listen. Listeners, if you are if you are enjoying with us responsibly, we'd like you to hold your glass up if you would please for Chef Will. Donnie, go ahead and, and toast to Chef Will. Take us out. Chef, Chef, just say I want to win. Say it. I want to win. I I will will win. Lose. You are not following. Will. Will. 
Chef Will had to sit, sit by the teacher in school. I guarantee it. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies well, and gentlemen. Well, yeah, because she was the are, cutest girl in class. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are, uh, Chef, we are, You're we great. are going to make sure that Chef Will finds a home on social media. Will, we're going to make sure you find a home here on yes. the Naughty Golf Podcast podcast. You can consider yourself one of us. I, I really it's so awesome that I get to stay in the kitchen and be one of you people. Well, I you I really it. wish you the best. I really I really hope the thing with Miss Hogan and the Pomeranian works out. I hope you get better with your leg. I that hope that you I hope bastard you, little rat on a leash. I just don't <sighs> see us breaking a wall down tonight with you, Chef. I really hope we wish you the best. Stay safe in the kitchen. God, we hope the rest of the staff back there is safe as well. Uh, chef, we're going to take sure. very good care of my staff. We're no going to take to bring the Lord in and we're going He's to take very good care of you. We're going to make sure you find a home on social media. We're going to find you a following chef and we're going to, we're going to build that confidence from a, from an outward and chef, we wish you the best tonight. We thank you for joining us and we look forward to definitely <laughs> seeing you, uh, on the next one. We love you, Chef. We love you. Happy evening. Happy evening. Happy Easter, Chef. Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Chef Will, the head chef at Caddy's Whiskey Tavern. This place would, it, it, it wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be, be Caddy's without him. It wouldn't be Caddy's without him. It wouldn't be Caddy's without him. And Donnie, I, I gotta, I gotta give you some props there, buddy. You did great. You, that was I was inspired. Are you ready to knock the wall down? Are you ready to that go? Was, that was yeah, on, that was, was somewhere between frustrating and really yep. heartbreaking, kind of at the same time. Yeah, Chef Will has some little ADH four seven two six one. But I'm <laughs> telling you, come and have a team. He's, just, he's frustrated. Man. I'm telling you, and I'll I'll see what I can do, listeners. I'll see if I can't get that recipe uh, from Chef, and we'll get that recipe out there and, and see if. Uh, see what you guys think uh anyway chef will moving on to the the sports segment of the naughty golf podcast podcast now what we're gonna do on the sports segment is we're gonna kind of kick it off in a different way is what we have is the minerals minute the mineral himself bill will give him 60 seconds to basically rant about anything he wants to in sports he gets 60 seconds it can be one topic that he wants to spend his 60 seconds on it could be 60 topics that he wants to spend 10 seconds each on we don't care but that is uh our sports segment the rest of us will uh that's basically bill's chance to speak after that he'll shut the fuck up and the rest of us will talk. no <laughs> we're just kidding and that's our sports segment our the parameters are set by the mineral himself in the minerals minute so i hope the mineral has a good 60 seconds for us. That was a question. Oh, I do. I have uh, a topic that not many folks are talking about out there. Again, folks, we've been planning. We usually plan an episode in a week. Uh, we've recorded this three times, so we've had three weeks to plan this. So he should, excuse me, I just burped into my mic. Uh, <laughs> so he should have this. Uh, he should be able to this for the white house correspondence dinner if necessary so bill uh 
the floor is yours. 60 seconds, man. Go ahead. All right. Well, one interesting thing that I got talked to about at work the other day was teams that have honestly little to no expectation going into the year. So, I mean, obviously in every sport, be it NHL, NBA, NFL, doesn't matter. There's always teams going into the year that have no chance. Everyone knows it. They're in a rebuild year. They traded away all their players or they're just like the Detroit Lions and just never going to happen. Um, so what do those coaches tell those teams going into the year? I mean, obviously they are, they know they're not going to make it to the Super Bowl or the Stanley Cup or whatever it may be. So do you preach mediocrity to your players? Be like, hey, let's just win five games this year because last year we won three. Like... You know, like what, what is the coach's attitude going into a season when you have little to no expectation? Coach D, uh, what do you think pregame or preseason speeches when you know that you are not, when you know that you're not the team, the caliber team to even have a postseason? What is your speech to not only your returning players, what's your speech to your recruits so so everybody has different stages every levels of where they are in their season bottom line is that nfl players are play are paid to play right so they're going to play just because they're getting paid however when you're building a program you know you, you look at from the inside to the outside and if you feel like you're on that team and you look that you're improving then it's going to make you feel better. Of course, your goals will be set for, like you said, take three games of. Uh, all right, we lost, we won three games. Let's, let's let's try to double that. You know what I mean? You always try to double it to see where you're going. But this is the thing: you got a lot of, you got a lot of players out there who play for the money. They're not really, they they. That's what they do. That's what motivates them. If they're in their third year of their contract, they're going to really play that hard because why? They're going to try to get paid for that next contract. Right. So you're going to have players on teams that are wanting to play for their team because they want to get paid. But you also have players on there that are trying to prove themselves. So you set goals, everything, no matter if you're a losing team or you're a winning team, if you have, the, you know, the, the best odds of going to the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter. You still if you're competitive, you want to win. But some some of your some of your uh, teams they don't invest in the money, okay, to pay the players to win because they are satisfied. The teams that are never improving, there's the, even the bottom feeders of the NFL, they're still – it's almost like they've accepted where they are, but they sell it that they're going to grow from one year to the next. Reality, you look at the bottom feeders and they're always there. Always there. there. So, yeah, just preaching mediocrity, just I just, uh, I just don't get it. Well, I think one element to it, too, is when you're one of those. And again, you know, you have to consider uh, like the conversation uh, we had about um, the goat, about Jack and the goat. You have to consider everything. You got to consider who the coach is, how long the coach has been there, the management, the tenure of the management, the players, the the you know, the veterans who are the new guys. I think right in the beginning, I think to your new play, I think you're selling two different dreams to your returning players and your new players. So to your returning players, what you're you're selling that, you know, okay guys, we we won 5 this year. 
let's win six. Bill and I had this discussion just last night is, you know, is that, you know, why is, how do you make that the speech, right? How do you make, okay, guys, we had a, we had a mediocre year. Let's have an above average year this year. Um, and I think that's what you are selling to your returning players, to those guys, Donnie, that you, that are invested in just playing the game. They know that if they come to this team that they're going to play, you know, every, most of the snaps of most of the games. And that's what they're in it for. They're in it to play the game. Um, but I think for your new guys, what you're selling to them is you're the future of this team. So there's two kind of two different speeches, Bill. I think when you're that team is you have one speech to your, to your, your returning players. You have one speech or one speech that, okay, this part caters to my returning guys and this part caters to my, uh, to my new guys. Let me add this too. I think that every team goes into the year though with hopes they're going to win their division. I mean, that's just the way it is, right? That's kind of a psychological thing. But like you said, uh, Bill, is that when you get to a point to where you see the same teams at the bottom all the time, how do you motivate those guys? But the yeah. bottom line, that they, there's that many teams, you know, the, there's NFL teams that have um, – great quarterback play there's some some that don't have some might have great defenses some don't have but the ones that win invest into their program the players and they pay them they pay the players name one that doesn't it starts with management pay the players get the good players and the Cincinnati Bengals always we lost him we have lost a connection with our with Mr. America, I our know. expert on everything, I'm. It has to go on. It will. Maybe it has he'll to come go back. on. Um, Do you see the little well, photo so, bomb so guy you, though? He was. Cute. You have a you have a stance on this bill. What do you? I mean, we talked about this. I kind of you know I kind of know you know it's what do you say you know what it, what what are you selling? So yeah, like I said, I mean obviously he like he said. Some players are just playing for the money or the next contract, and they are going to be motivated to play well and try to obviously win. But a lot of that, I mean, they know that either well before the season begins or who else is going to be on the team, or they know throughout the year that that's what they're playing for. But as far as, like, playoff hopes and, and you know, Super Bowl aspirate or NHL, you know, Stanley Cup aspirations or – whatever this i mean even in college sports like trying to win the acc in, in football like if you're duke this year i mean mike elko would be like yeah we're gonna beat clemson like get real come on we're gonna win the acc <laughs> so i mean but college you can promote academics for a reason to come to school more so than like your hopes of winning a national championship but yeah, yeah as far as in some nba there are some professional sports i just yeah, especially when year after year after year after year, that team is just on the bottom. I mean, and you're a new coach coming in after five years of being on the bottom. It's like, well, let's try <laughs> about that at the time as far as like better management and, and investing more. I mean, obviously you could preach to the players, hey, in the long run, we're going to get better players and better management. But as far as this year goes, we're going to win five games. Like, I honestly, the speech, you know, we're taking this one game at a time, guys. 
you know, this first game is 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 our championship game. Game one of of uh, of our season is our championship game, and you need to go out there and you need to play. And we're going to take this one game at a time. Yeah, we need to have big hopes and dreams. And and I think even if you're on the bottom, you know, you're selling hopes and dreams because we've seen teams that were the underdog. We've seen them in football, baseball, soccer. We've seen them in individual sports like golf. Uh, you know, where the underdog just puts together the right team, the right staff, the right management, the right playbook, and the right execution that they pull, pull off the Cinderella story. And I think that's what you sell. Number one, you sell, okay, guys, we take this one game at a time. You go and you get these small wins. You win each play. You win each series, each drive. You win each quarter. You win each half, and then and then ultimately, when you start winning halves, you start winning games. When you start winning plays, you start winning games, and when you start winning games, you start winning uh, bids for postseason. Uh, you know, postseason game. So, if I was a coach, I wouldn't even like if I knew in advance our team had a long shot for playoffs. I wouldn't even. I would do kind of like what you said. I wouldn't even. I'd tell my team, don't even worry about playoffs. Like you said, let's just win this first game. Let's just prove to everyone that we can win this first game. And then, like you said, take little victories from there and whatnot. Um, and of course, yeah. you know, we, you know, think about we're not we're not professional athletes, uh, but we our do have professions. And think about our little wins uh, in yeah. our career. Is we're not necessarily uh, the whole game might not be in our mind. It might be this particular play, this particular project. There's our man, Donnie. Donnie is back. Uh, you've missed, Donnie, you have missed the best of this episode so far. I'm sorry that you've missed it. You're going to catch it, but okay. It's okay if you go and subscribe to where you catch your podcast, Donnie. You can listen to what you've missed come Monday. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. I don't know exactly why it disappeared on me, but anyway, come back. We're still That's on good. subject. We're still on subject. Uh, not really, not really much is is developed, you know, past what you left. Just some uh, real good points have been made. Is that is that I think the main point is that when you're a coach, you're not. You, you know, you're 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 there to not just coach the sport. You're not there to just develop a player you're there to a lot of times develop a young man uh, or a young lady a young athlete um so it's it's not really about the season as a whole sometimes you're just preaching those little wins uh you're preaching okay guys let's you know you start by winning you start by winning each each play right you start by winning each matchup then you then you start by winning each drive or each series. We take you, then then you start winning halves, and when you start winning halves or quarters, you start winning games, and when you start winning games, you start winning the opportunity and the privilege to play in postseason. Um, that's kind of where we had where we were uh, when you joined us again. So please please uh, we want to hear since since you were gone for thirty seconds. Everybody missed your voice. Could you give us a little bit of what you think? Well, I mean, it's a matter of um, you're right. I mean, there's like I said, there's there's two parts to this thing where you have motivation to play because you get paid, 
or you because going to win. Some programs want to win no matter what. They put the money out there to invest in their players. So, I mean, everybody has to look at it like players, player development, how much do you invest in a guy. It, it's, it's almost like a popularity contest. Who sells the most jerseys? There's a lot of reasons, right? There's a lot of reasons why the fans come buy your uh, memorabilia. Um, it's not all in the NFL. It's not all about winning. It's about getting paid. So got a point. There's a there's another uh, great point to that that you have is the name, image, and likeness. Is that now, especially in college sports, now you have that to sell. Uh, and it's as simple, you know, for some people in today's, especially today's society and today's generation, it's as simple as selling a fucking logo and their name next to the logo and saying, we can make, you know, do this. So, you know, it, it, again, it's, that's a great, great topic, Bill. Uh, that's, a train, us, that's a train wreck. I would, and eventually, I think, you know, maybe when we have more time, we get into that NIL in college because I yeah. I have some pretty strong opinions on that. And generally, I like to keep my opinions of, you know, decisions above my head to myself. But that's one that really kind of gets to me, um, the, NI, the whole NIL thing and players, collegiate players being paid for – whatever i really hope that hasn't made into the locker room speeches into the preseason speeches uh you know i i think because bill to your point i think if you're the coach of you know the lions what you have is a is a cool colors right you got some pretty slick colors it's hard to beat gray donnie b's wearing gray tonight you know so it's hard to beat gray, a little bit of blue, and you throw some, you know, you throw someone's name on the back of a jersey, and you have this, this actor come in, put on. Have you seen the the when the players get their kind of their their pre deal? There, it's just a generic player loaded up with his number. Uh, they have the the screen on the face protection screen, but it's basically just a marketing <coughs> PR for that particular player. Uh, that's what's selling, especially in college nowadays, is they get to see themselves in these damn in these uniforms, and it it gets to be uh, for the top players in the nation anyway. It gets to be just a game of a, a selling game. You know, it's not, not about really football about, about the football and about the wins anymore. It's about how big we can make you as an individual. I want to wrap the sports segment up. It's Tiger the Goat. I, we talked about this the last. This was probably the best of the last recording that we had was having this conversation. Um, Bill, is Tiger the Goat Myra, at this point? My quick assessment um, from what we had touched on in previous recordings was he's the current. Because um, once again, we, like we said, it's, it's way too hard to disparage past time versus current time because you got equipment differences and the course lengths and it, it's just too hard to disparage past the present in any sport. Mm -hmm. NBA with the whole LeBron, Kobe, Jordan, I mean, tennis, Agassi, you know, Pete Sampras, Federer nowadays. It's just too hard to 
compare past to present. So as far as Tiger being the GOAT, in my opinion, current, without a doubt, he is the, the current GOAT of golf. Of I, that, yeah. of I golf. agree with I Yeah, agree. well, of course, that's... He is the GOAT for his time. And of oh. course, you know, you could, you could, and I'm not, and I don't want to get into the argument because I, I really don't think it's a fair argument to the rest of those names you mentioned. Is he the goat of athletics? Mm. Uh, yeah, but I think he's, I think he's in the, I think he, when you take the, the argument and when you have this argument, say this argument is at a table and that every sport is represented at this table, I think Tiger is our representative. Um, 15 major. 88 PGA wins. 88. Uh, I just, uh, Donnie had mentioned, and you mentioned the most, and I hate to take these words from you, but he has been, um, he has been great for this game. And, and I mean that I'm, I'm a very, I'm a big, big optimist and, and a skeptic at the same in this game. I, I love this game. I love the game of golf very holistically I wish this game could go back to what it was 250 to 300 years ago, at least our golf courses uh, and, and how we played the game in the spirit of competition, uh, you know, match play back then match play was kind of the biggest, the big thing. But again, I'm getting, I'm getting way sidetracked, but I think, I think what, what I, what I want to say is if you take Jack and you take tiger and whether or not you put the, the, the clubs that Jack competed with professionally, or you take the technology that Tiger's competing with professionally, or you take the circumstances that Tiger's faced in his, in his career and in his life, and you put those in Jack. I think when you, when you take all the numbers and you take all the circumstances, I think what you're left with is that Tiger has been given more opportunity or, or more struggles to overcome. Uh, and for that reason, I think you put numbers aside. I think you, I think the wins, yes, Jack, when it comes to playing the game uh, and competing in the game, I think you're up there in that conversation. But I think when you look in full context and you look at what Tiger's been through and he didn't and, and uh, Donnie, we all had, Bill and I had very, very, we had a lot more optimistic hopes for tiger in the masters than donnie did donnie had a very realistic opinion about it and he was right uh you know tiger made the cut to me to me all he had to do was make the cut at masters and he and he was at least to me to be considered the goat of golf that's what it took um unfortunately he didn't do great but he did make the cut at the masters um so anyhow thanks to tiger for what you've done for this game uh i'm sorry that the reason that you didn't do well is because i bet on you (laughs) i bet on you i bet on you to win the masters tiger i bet on you to win it brother i bet on you i was rooting for him uh in our little contest again that never made it to the public uh we had a little question that was what i think rory did an amazing comeback Great Rory, Rory, uh, yeah, Rory run one. Uh, Scotty, Scotty, brother, congratulations on your masters. You played phenomenally. You held on to what you gained at 
early in the tournament mm -hmm. but i'm gonna be honest with you and you know this and you knew this on 18 when you walked off of that after putting as many times as you did is that you won that tournament way before saturday and if it wasn't if it wasn't for your round uh then rory won that tournament Mm -hmm. so uh mm -hmm. again congratulations on your masters you earned it you you deserved it but uh i think that that 18 number 18 i think you realized what uh level of golf you were playing then uh tiger again uh thank you for coming back thank you for overcoming what you've done if you hear this you probably won't uh i hope you don't because i'm the reason you didn't win bill thinks <laughs> to have the same feeling that his picks never win. Donnie, Donnie is like undefeated in bets and bets against me. Every little deal Donnie and I have going. Um, little another interesting fact is I've never beaten either of you two in any anything we've ever done. Well, let's keep, this, keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. I have an idea. We got the uh, NFL draft. I have to sneak away for a moment. Buttons has to sneak away for a moment. Hopefully, she's asking the bartender to bring us another bottle to fill our decanter because uh, it's about out. Uh, but I have a little contest for us uh, with the NFL draft coming up uh, here shortly. Um, I pulled a lot of these things, honestly. I pulled them off of the ESPN app. Again, not a sponsor. ESPN is not a sponsor. ESPN, if, you if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, we'd probably listen to you. Probably not. Uh, yeah, and I check it like fifteen thousand times a day on my phone. Uh, we'll, we'll, ESPN. I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but we probably wouldn't take your money. That's probably the stupidest thing that's ever been said on a podcast ever. But I like psychological move there. That's good. Reverse. Um, I like well, it's not it's not reverse psychology, and and it'll be it'll be more understood in the next segment. I just did want to mention them because this is this is my source for our little our little pick our little game here. I got five I got five questions regarding the NFL draft. The three of us are going to make our picks, and we'll score. And actually, what we'll do too is for our listeners. Our listeners can join in. What we'll do is we'll put each of these uh, questions as a poll on Twitter. And we'll let our listeners play collectively as one listener. So they can all go answer the poll. We'll use the most popular answer to play against us three. Does that make sense? Listeners, does that make sense? Listeners, if that makes sense, honk twice. Okay. Go ahead and begin. This is number one. Which Von D, that is, which Von, that is a defensive end, We'll go first. Will it be UGA's Trayvon Walker or it will be Oregon's Kayvon Thibodeau? Bill? Uh, I'm going to say Thibodeau gets picked first. Donnie, what, Donnie, do, you what do you think? Um, I think a couple go before both of them, but if you're going with – No, I mean between the two, which between the two, Trayvon Thibodeau. and Kayvon, who goes first? Thibodeau goes first. Thibodeau goes first? Yeah. I'm I'm with you guys on that one. Thibodeau goes first, only because it's only because his forty was better. Only reason. How how better? How much better? That was the it, that was the live up come out at me. You hear that? How better? 
How much how better? I think one was a four three and four four three, and one was a four four seven. So, four thousandths. Yeah. Okay. All Something right. Like Buttons is back. Which is no. incredible for a defensive man. <laughs> this is incredible. Uh, yes, he is. I apologize. Over under two and a half trades, total trades in round one. Donnie? Over. Donnie goes over? No doubt. Bill? I was going to say under. This Bill's is the going weakest, under. This is the weakest draft they've had in five years. Yeah. It'll be a lot of trades. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, I was going over on that one, too. Uh, folks, don't be surprised if I just jump on Donnie's back like a spider monkey on this one. <laughs> but you following me, be honest. No, no, there's no, I've got one. I got one that I think is going to surprise you. I got one that I think is going to surprise you. Uh, no, but, no, but really, no, but really talk about it. There's a, this is the weakest draft in five years. Um, I think there's a lot of position changes going to be between your, your, your later round teams, not your early round teams, other than trying to get some, um, maybe a surprise quarterback trade or something like that early. But other than that, it's going to be a lot of trading in the first round. I, 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 I agree with that. Number three. Over and under two and a half players from Georgia in round one. Bill? I'm going to go I'm gonna go under. I'm not certain I'm going to go under. I think two will get drafted. You think two in round one from Georgia? Donnie? Oh, it's definitely over. The, uh, see, this is twice. This is two. And guys, again, I you are, you are the authority on sports, at least to me. Maybe not to Stephen A. Smith, but to me, you're my you're my authority on sports, and you disagreed two in a row. You disagreed over. emphatically two in uh, a row. Over. We've got over. Donnie on the over. We think how many do you think's going in round one, Donnie? Maybe four, maybe five. Maybe four, maybe five. That's a big number. Uh, let me go back and tell you that uh, on ESPN. 54% of the players on ESPN had Trayvon Walker from UGA. Uh, number two, the over-under. 76% had the under on uh, trades in round one, 2.5. Uh, but 70% had the over on two and a half players from UGA. So the yes, you've, you've both kind of gone – uh, and as I said, I'm Spider Monkey and Donnie on this one. I think, I think three of them are going in round one. Anyhow, will that that defense for the University of Georgia as bad as I can't stand the Georgia Bulldogs because I am a diehard Gator fan, as you know, right? No Gators. That most dominant defense and speed all over the field. They'll have a defensive lineman drafting in the first round. They'll have a linebacker. They might have two linebackers drafted in the first round, and then they're definitely going to have one of the DBs drafted. Yeah. Like I said, it's probably going to end up being over, but like you said, this is going to be a crazy draft. And with... and, right. And James Cook could go in the late in the first round as a running back. Do yeah. you do you see Georgia being overrated by the managers in the NFL? Not really. 
I mean, they all did their homework. I don't think that any, they don't really over or underrate anyone. I think they know what they know. They may get shit wrong in, in the long run. Obviously, that happens. But they evaluate and they make their opinion. Sometimes their opinion's definitely way wrong. Uh, will a running number four, will a running back go in round one? Period. Yes. Bill? I say no. Good gracious, <laughs> you too. Running backs, running backs are a dime a dozen. You can get great picks in the late round on running backs. There's running backs still that are better free agent. There's way more needs at wide receiver and defense and other positions that I think teams will take advantage of and save running backs and tight ends and things like that for later. Well, in the late in late in the late round, um, I think uh, Tampa Bay going to be looking for a running back because Fournette's probably on his last year of his contract, maybe one more year. Um, you know, you've got Dallas where you've got Zeke um, who is running on, you know, treaded, you know, he's running out of gas. Um, you've his miles, got, he's racking up some miles, that's for sure. Yep, you got you got Kansas City Chiefs with their running back situation where they just um, – uh, they need a good. They need. They need um, uh, some new fresh legs coming in there. I mean, later in the rounds, I think, and I think the running back is. I think the run. The 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 running part of the NFL is coming back uh, because they notice these quarterbacks that do the RPOs are really, uh, um, you know, they're losing them early in the season because they're 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 doing too much running and they got to take some pressure off the quarterback, but they still have to have a run game. And I think that James Cook, who runs like a four-three-two, think that dude's going to be drafted at the end of the end of the first round. Who did you yeah. say? I'm I'm sorry, you crackled when you said that in my headphones. James Cook. James Cook. Okay. Yeah, there's a guy from yep. Michigan State who's uh, it's something the third. I can't think of his his name. Flipped my head, but he's he could get drafted end of first round. But I still think. No one. I still think he's gonna go second round. He has the possibility to first round, but nope. I'm going second round or later on running backs. I uh, I'm actually with Bill on this one. I don't think a running back's gonna go. I don't think a running back's gonna go first round. I'm glad we finally disagree, Jack. I'm glad we're gonna disagree on this one. Next one, we're gonna disagree. I know for a fact we're gonna disagree on this one. But which number five? Which conference? will have the last overall selected player. Now, this is a multiple choice. You got four choices to pick from. You have A, the ACC, the Atlantic Coastal Conference, B, the Big Ten, C, the Southeastern Conference, the SEC, or D, other or an independent school. Bill, we'll let you go first. ACC all the way. You think ACC over uh, the ACC is the last pick? That's over independent, twelve, everybody. Yep. yep, a player from the ACC is going to be number two fifty six. Donnie, I, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go before you. I'm gonna go before you so that I cannot be accused of piggybacking and or making sure that mine is different. But I really think. I really think an SEC player goes last. Wow. I really think an SEC player goes last. And, I, and, yeah. and before the creek water, I probably could explain to you why. <laughs> uh, but I, I think 
one of those players is from Florida. Um, and, and I really don't want to throw myself under a bus. I don't want to put my foot to be run over. Uh, but I really think I'm not, and I'm not side betting. This is not a sidebar on Florida, but I think I'm going SEC. I'm going SEC on the folks with my record with these folks. Please don't pick SEC when you go to ESPN. Just, if you're thinking Damian Pierce in the seventh round, he's going to go like second to third round. That's, no. if that's what you can. Okay. Right. Uh, no, that's not, that's not who I was thinking. Um, Okay. But well, I, I would agree. I think he's he's in a, he's a second or third yeah. uh, rounder, definitely. But I, I do have a Florida player in mind that I think is just the last one. I think it's a sleeper, and I think I think they're going to want him just because nobody else has taken him and just to go ahead and take him and not – for him not to go into free agency. So, uh, tiebreaker, gentlemen. What – You going to let me answer? You going to let me pick? Yeah, you I'm already good. oh no my bad you didn't no, you Go gotta ahead. let you gotta let yep. Donnie pick I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry I've been waiting for his answer I was closing <laughs> up all the picks and I forgot that I went before so that I didn't get accused of jumping on Donnie's back like a backpack I I think I think I'm gonna go with the other you're going D he's yep. going the safe bet because 80 percent of ESPN thought that Donnie. <laughs> No, because every year it comes from some little school. The last dude is always that. It's always like that. It's always like that. Somebody it's always. It's a, you know, always, you know, always is like never. San Diego. Somebody out of like San Diego State or someone out of. Uh, always and uh, nevers are exactly the same. Never say never. Except the sayings not always say always. It's no, never say no. always. Well, we go in in Swanee County. We're saying we're going four. Okay, we're going four. Swanee County, folks. Swanee County. Let me tell you a little something about Swanee County. Uh, Bill. So that, Bill. Bill. I met Bill, and he's probably the he is the coolest dude I've I've met in my travels. Period. Uh, that's the re- that's the whole reason he's here. But Donnie, me and Donnie, we went to the same high school, obviously in way different decades. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Donnie graduated like a year or two after my dad. My parents, what year did you graduate Swanee High School? Um, 1983. 1983. The year you were born. The year I was born. And my parents graduated in 80. Uh yep. And that's Sewanee. A lot of a lot of listeners. I'm sorry. A few listeners might mistake us for the college in Tennessee. This is not the college in Tennessee. We are talking about way down upon the Sewanee River. Stephen A. Foster wrote the song. Yeah, uh, if you're from Sewanee County, you spell Sewanee. The the only way you can spell Sewanee is through the chant through our high school S U W A double N double E. Let's go Sewanee. Right, that's the only way we can even spell the fucking county. But Donnie and I are from the same county. Donnie is obviously a few. I'm from that same county. My buttons. I'm sorry, <laughs> I forgot buttons was just saying. Right just buttons. saying. Buttons. Buttons was born and bred in Swanee County. Not I was born, born not in Latin. Ain't none of us born in, in born in Swanee yeah. County. Donnie, you was probably born in Swanee County, wasn't he? Born in Alachua County. Alachua I was born in Lake City. Yeah, she's got Columbia County. I'm down in uh, Polk County. I'm a Polk County 
baby. As a matter of fact, where were you is, born, Bill? Born in the Air Force Base in Colorado Springs, Colorado. All right. Actually, actually, I was born in an Air Force Base too. I was three months old when I moved to Gainesville. Yeah. No, what Air Force Base? Shepherd Air Force Base. Wichita Falls, Texas. Yep. Bill, what Air Force Base? Uh, the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Oh, but no <laughs> shit. You were born. Oh, hold up. Hold up. Too complicated. It's too complicated. That's why I said I was born logically because that's hard to explain, you know. Bill, <laughs> was one of your parents a student at the academy? Negative. They were okay. out of the military when I was born. They we were just living out in Colorado Springs and I was born because they had obviously they had military credentials. So your parents are veterans. Both of your parents are veterans? Uh retired, yes. Uh thank you for the service. Air Force, obviously. Uh, yeah, my sister actually is. Uh, well, she's not retired, but she's a combat veteran as well. She's awesome. Well, awesome, awesome. And so, you yeah. did, and you disappointed the family by not going into the military. Uh, you know, uh, Donnie, we got born at Wichita uh, Shepherd Air Force Base in Wichita Falls, Texas. Donnie, your parents also military veterans. My, my father was uh, in the Air Force. Wow, awesome. some more airmen here. Good gracious, Heavily he also airmen. Uh, he also played pro ball a little bit. Baseball. I'm, I'm gonna let you know. Okay, so a little plug. Um, first of all, Becca, our buttons, and I, our oldest son is a marine. Number two, we just we just <laughs> lost every marine listener because we've nothing. We've tied nothing but airmen. I will say my dad started off as a Marine, went to Marine boot camp, and then after, I think it was like, he got to like E6 or something and switched over to the Air Force. He made a voluntary switch after a successful career in the Marine Corps, correct? Switched over to the Air Force. I wanted to make that very clear for the Marine listeners. For the, I'm sorry, for the Marine listener, our son. Uh, that he did have a successful career in the Marine Corps before he went to the Air Force, son. Okay? <laughs> he was a tough shit before he became a, a air-conditioned a desk pilot. <laughs> hey, you know, my dad wanted to be an engineer, right? So he went to the Air Force, and then he ended up getting his degree from the University of Florida Folks, as an engineer. Folks, we want to let you know here on the Not A Golf Podcast podcast, we support you no matter what branch of the military you serve, no matter how you serve our community, whether it be in law enforcement, uh, through first response, whether you're a firefighter, EMT, paramedic, uh, military, Coast Guard. Coast Guard, you guys catch a lot of shit from the other four guys. So we want to give you some love here. If you're a Coast Guard, I'm going to tell you the rest of the guys, police, firefighters, you other four branches, you find a Coast Guard who's a rescue diver, and I guarantee he's the toughest motherfucker you've ever met in your life. We have period. some uh, our four uh, Coast Guard people up in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Bill, yep. Bill has probably shaken a hand or uh, met probably probably the most baddest motherfucker that wears a uniform because he's he probably is stationed in Kodiak, Alaska or somewhere there in Alaska because that's where the baddest of the bad 
go in the Coast Guard. It's the Kodiak and the various stations around Alaska. Nevertheless, folks, uh, if you are if you are a veteran, if you actively serve, uh, if you did serve, or if you are the loved one of someone who is serving, our hearts go out to you here. Uh, we love you. Uh, we are a part of Big Family. We support you. We support their mission. Uh, we support their mission as your loved one. Right, what was your tiebreaker? What was your tiebreaker there, bud? My tiebreaker. Oh, I never got to the tiebreaker. Did I not? You got distracted. You know that happens when you get an a little bit. What's the tiebreaker? Thank you. Do you remember? The tiebreaker is what pick overall does David Ahabo, the linebacker from Michigan, what pick overall? Did I say that right? David, I'm sorry, but I'm I, if I said you if I butchered your name, Ohabo is how it looks. If it's Ojabo, if it's Ojabo, Ajabo, I'm sorry. And he's the linebacker from Michigan. Uh why did you pick him? This is based off of ESPN. I told you this was all not completely. They they didn't do the over under, but the over under was based on on the. I thought the over under was simpler than the multiple choice. You don't know, Donnie, about. I will give you what I've read because um, I didn't know when you sent me this text earlier in the day. I had to do some research. He's overall project projected early second, late first, somewhere in there. I don't know what you know about him. I was say, how did he? Why did you just pick one out of there? We wouldn't know anything about. Is that what he did? I think so, but I did a little research. No, I I went based off of the ESPN <laughs> app. They have the the draft challenge. If you if you know anything about Bill and I, which you should after three recordings, that we do a little ESPN challenge between the two of us. But ESPN did not sponsor this episode, so I modified this shit. And that was their tiebreaker. What will the overall pick? Uh, what will overall David Ohaba, linebacker from Michigan? I'll say 35th. You what? 35th. 35th, 35? To who? To who, Bill? To who? Uh, I don't know who's 35th. That's not part of it. That's not part of it. I'm trying to, hey. I'm trying to figure out what team that is. This drafted. <laughs> if they need a linebacker or not. Okay. Because grades and stuff, I don't. I don't. Let me see here. Oh yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, Thirty-five is the Jets. Okay. Thirty-five. They do need linebacker. Right? <sighs> okay, so uh, Donnie. That's thirty. I have no clue. Have it's no a it's a tie guy. it's a tiebreaker. Oh so god. don't don't worry. It's just like, a tiebreaker. Like my god, right? <laughs> and a, the closest. What a, what a what a question. The closest um, the closest wins. The, so. What the hell? What the hell? Let's go with. What's the next pick? Thirty six. <laughs> uh, Thirty six is the Giants. Thirty four is Detroit. Folks, I, I did Fire. mention that Donnie and I went to Swanee High School. And the question that he just asked, does 36 come after 35 is a valid question in Swanee County. What? I'm talking about the pick, Jay. I'm talking about the pick, not the number. I mean, yeah. we already know 36 comes after 35, okay? Damn. 
Texans who's, are got, who's got the 40th pick? 40th is the Seahawks from the Broncos in the Russell Wilson trade. Yeah, well, they've got a – They got to replace they, Bobby. Um, it's not going to be them. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with – the Giants don't need a linebacker. They need everything. Yeah, they need a lot <laughs> linebacker i'm gonna i'm gonna go with uh wherever wherever the um in the second round wherever tampa bay is picking tampa bay's got 27th in the first or they're way down at 60th 60th you taking 60 i have no clue i don't even know who this guy is I, don't, I have no clue. I'm just knowing like they need the linebacker. Okay. How did how did Mr. America, the sports guru, not know who David Ohabo was? I didn't say I didn't know who he was. I said you asked me when he was where he was going to get picked. All right, you're going 60th, uh, Bill. Since you got it up, I'm sorry I had a number, but where are the Giants? Could you repeat those? Giants are at 30. The I'm Giants so- were at 35. The Giants hey, are at 35. Hey, I'm changing my pick. Where are you changing it, bit, uh, Donnie? I want to go with the Jaguars in the second round. Ooh, Jaguars good have Or they got yeah, that's 33. That's the first pick in the second round. You go. That's where I'm going. Oh man. Okay. Where are the Bills at in the second round? Bills don't need a linebacker. And they're like way down at 57. They don't. They don't need a linebacker. Ooh, they're like stacked on defense. Um, yeah, they that anyway. yeah, they just paid $120 to Von Miller basically to be a linebacker. They, don't they need that. they need a wide receiver. Hint hint. All right, so wait a minute. So if if uh I'm not a Jaguar fan, but I'm going to Jaguars. Oh shit. I think the Jack and Coke is getting to me. I don't know. Trying to <laughs> probably. Yeah, that's all right because the creek water is getting us a little bit, and I think that's what I'm made, fine. I, I don't what know what y'all talking about. All right, so you know what? Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pick a number. I'm just gonna pick a number. I think uh, if I split the difference between you two, I come up with three four. Who's three four, Bill? See, that's exactly who ESPN and Mel Kiper think is going to uh, draft him at 34 to the Detroit Lions. Troy, Jay, that's a real good pick. I think you might win it. The Jaguars just That's a tiebreaker. See, the tiebreaker doesn't I, – I have to go into a tie to win. Yeah, you're not going to win. But so, just go ahead and pick whoever. <laughs> Thank you, Donnie. Thank you, Donnie. It's a damn good thing. If hey, you win, it'll be because Donnie wins. It's a damn good thing I have a damn good full-time fucking job. Let's get Becky's choices. Oh. Bet she wins I bet she wins the whole damn thing. I thought that. And you know what? Pre-show, because I will be honest with you, uh, number one, during the golf talk, she probably knows more about tour golf than the three of us know. She sat over there, and I watched her on the video nod her head uh, on a few occasions. So we could probably go back, take the video, and find out that she was probably close on on, on her nods. But uh, I asked her about her about this earlier, if she wanted to be involved. Last minute, she said no. 
he told me like 10 minutes before we were going to start. I was like, but I, and, and I told, us- and, and when did I tell you guys? I told you guys 15 minutes before this yeah. started. You heard, you heard our picks. Let's just get your picks and just see where you are. They don't, they cannot tell. All right. Count, oh, but, All right. But buttons, buttons, uh, which Von D, which Von at defensive end goes first, period, just first. Trevon Walker, Trayvon Walker from Georgia or Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. And I will tell you, ESPN says 50 poor. 50, I don't want to know ESPN. The majority has uh, Trayvon. I don't want to know ESPN. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, babe, who do you have? You're going with Trayvon. She's going with That's who I was thinking before you So she's going that. against everybody else. So Buttons yeah. has got. You go, Buttons. Buttons. <laughs> you stand out there on that line right by yourself, girl. And, and I'm going to tell you, she's got some. This, I'm telling you, this girl's got some luck you wouldn't believe. So well, there's, I, I might go back and change my answers <laughs> to whatever she's got. Why don't you jump on her back then? Get off my uh, line. Buttons. Buttons. Over under two and a half trades in round one. Donnie and I went over. Bill went under. I'm gonna go under. Buttons is going under. Buttons is buttons is let me tell you, let me tell you let me tell you who buttons is. All right. Buttons is an underdog. She will go with the underdog. Awesome. Yeah, I I will say she's uh she's a true. You would for me against your husband. Uh, she your is husband. she's hey, the no. she's the one you want in your locker room when you fucking suck last year. When right. you sucked last year and you've sucked for the last ten years, she's the one you want in your locker room talking to your guys before game day. Uh, all right, keep rolling, buttons. Let's go. All right, buttons. Uh, over under two and a half players from UGA in round one from from Georgia. That are drafted two, in the two first or, two or less or three or more. Two or less. Or whatever. You she's say. going with she's going with Bill again. She went with the mineral on this one. Buttons right, goes right. under. I love it. All right. Uh number four is will a running back be picked in round one? Yes. Mm-hmm. She went yes. That's with Donnie. That's consistent with Donnie. All right. Uh, which conference will have the last overall selection? A is the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference, and you know who's in there. They're Florida State. Mm-hmm. You got Duke. Uh, throw out some more to me, guys. A Clemson. Wake Forest. Florida State. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got the Big Ten at B. Michigan, uh, Michigan State, Indiana. Nebraska. At C, you have the SEC. Buttons, no, trust me, Buttons knows who's in the SEC because uh, number one, Gator fan. Number two, SEC fan. And then D, other or an independent school. Do you want to know the popular vote on the Not A Golf Podcast podcast? She's going to go with the ACC. (laughs) Oh, Bill. Bill. Bill, you got spurs in your back, buddy. Like she's like just. She sees one. She's just right on it. Yeah, buttons and Bill. Oh my. Uh, the tiebreaker, because this might really be important in this yeah. point, and and I really hate it, buttons, because this is probably Great. the one that's going to be the hardest for you. Is what? 
what pick overall does David Ohaba, the linebacker from Michigan, go? And and what what actually what helps her in this point is she can either go thirty two or thirty six, right? Because really at this point it's an over under. What do I need to do? Uh, you can thirty two or thirty six. Either 32. way, huh? She thinks she she thinks. Ohabo's going first round. <laughs> That's what she's saying. Is Ohabo's going first round? Yeah. Bill, Bill, I'm gonna give you a minute. Uh, Donnie, I'm gonna give you a minute to consult. Uh, Bill, you go first. Consult on that number on 32 with buttons. Well, who is it? 32 is picking. Who is it? 32 is the Super Bowl champion. Uh, Detroit with the. I'm sorry. Detroit, that might be not a bad pick back. Uh, um, but buttons, you might be right there. Detroit does need some help. Um, but I don't think they're gonna invest that kind of money in that dude because I don't even know anything about him. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I think she's got a pretty solid because like I said, ESPN picked him to go 34 to Detroit. Detroit's got it at 32. If they think the Jags might pick him up at 33, they may use that 32 pick on on him as opposed to waiting to, you know, their their later pick to get him. So Let's see, the Jaguars I'm need a kicker, a linebacker, a tight end, an offensive line, defensive line, defensive back. A head coach, an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, a special teams coach. I mean, I'm not impressed at all. You can't. Coach Meyer, you lying motherfucker. I'm sorry, but you'll never be a guest on this podcast. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, but no, he knows what no. he said. He knows what he said. That's between me and him. Let's get back to what I, let's get back. Yeah, all right. But they need everything. I think she did a great job. I'm so glad she went opposite of me, right? Because I know where she lives and I know where you live. And she just, I hope she wins. I hope she does too. Because I'm going to tell you right now. Let me tell you right now. We may have ran a sponsor commercial. We may have ran a sponsor some bullshit earlier. Okay, folks. Uh, but the real sponsor of this podcast right now is Becca Buttons. Okay? There you go. And, and it's I not because you. Becca Buttons wrote a check, but it's because Jaybird has spent probably $800 or better on audio equipment because it's taken us three times to record. Jaybird wants the shit to be right. So. Button signed off on a, a work order for new audio equipment here for the Naughty Golf Podcast podcast. So we'd like to thank, take a minute to thank our sponsor Becca Buttons for this episode, for sponsoring this episode. Anyhow, Buttons, are you are you locked in with thirty two? I am. I am. She's locked in with thirty two. And the mineral and Donnie, are y'all on board with the thirty two? Yeah, I think she's got a good pick. Guys, that was a. Spectacular sports segment. All right, guys, before we close this out, I mentioned uh, a little bit ago is that, you know, we're we we are not interested in plugging anything mainstream here. So that's the reason I say ESPN, we don't want your cause because we don't. We really we really don't. Um, and it's not for the fact that we don't want your help and we don't want you to support this podcast is because we're not going to plug you um 
we're going to plug small businesses here. We're going to plug independent businesses and we're not going to um, make them pay us to do it. We're going to visit these businesses in our regular travels. And when they do a spectacular job, we're going to make sure that we use whatever platform we have, even if it's to the nine of you at this point, we're going to use this to plug them. We ask nothing from them. We just want you to know that this is a, a small business that provides a quality product, quality service, and those are who we want to put here. So you can rest assured that these people that we are plugging have not, we, we haven't even asked their approval, to be honest with you. We went and visited. We liked the service and or the product we received, and we decided to plug them here. If you hear us, plug you it, we don't want nothing from you this is not a setup this is not getting you to do anything we just want people to come in your doors and support you uh so we're going to go into the segment the small business plug uh and i'll kind of kick it off to kind of let everybody know how it's going to roll but it's basically just a chance to plug whether you own the business whether you're involved with the business or you're just a client here i am going to i'm just a patron of these businesses that i'll be plugging and mine is going to be the hog wallet in cottonwood it's heights <laughs> just a, it's a it's a i guess you will a an outskirt of salt lake city utah the hog wallow pub very hometown that's where i met eric heideman as a matter of fact he was playing the night buttons and i went we had a great time the the it, it was just what we were looking for. And, and with the religious influence that Salt Lake City has and Utah has, it was very hard for us to find what we were looking for. We kind of took a gamble on the hog wallow. And it was perfect. And it was exactly what we were looking for. It was the, the perfect environment, the perfect product, the perfect service. We met Eric Heideman, and again, like I said, in the first few bars of Eric Heideman and a lot of other guitar cool and singing, we fell in love. And uh, so the Hogwallow, uh, again, anything we plug here, the small businesses, we'll make sure we put them on in, uh, Instagram and Twitter at Not a Golf Podcast Podcast. But mine's going to be the Hogwallow Pub, Salt Lake City or Cottonwood Heights, Salt Lake City, Utah. Bill, I'm gonna sling it over to you. What is your small business plug? All right, mine is for anyone who's aspiring to be any kind of a musician or start a podcast or anything like that. Um, I know the obvious choice would be to go see, you know, Dre or Snoop or one of those guys to have them produce your music, and I don't blame you. Um, however, if you want it to be done properly and better than they could do, I recommend you go to Paul Engineering um, in Nashville, Tennessee, good buddy of mine. He's starting up his uh, his engineering business. He worked for a, a few people out there. Um, and I highly recommend you check out his Instagram page. Uh, it's the real Zach Hall, Z-A-C-H-A-L-L. Um, the real Zach Hall, one word. Um, and get in touch with him if you have any questions or if you want to start your music career properly. See that man. We're going to make All sure right. that uh, Zach is a, is a friend of this podcast. We're going to reach out to him and, and definitely make sure that we can, we can collaborate with him. Again, small businesses is what we're all about. 
again here on the Naughty Golf Podcast podcast. We're all about independence. Donnie, who is your independent slash small business that you would like to plug? I know you got one. You're from Live Oak, <laughs> Florida. You probably you probably have. I can't one. wait to hear it if it's from home. I'm bringing it home. Okay, so something I'm very proud of. Uh, three years ago, my son opened up a business called Apex Metal Building Systems, and uh, they actually are a uh, middleman. Who, if you want a barn dominium, if you want a uh, uh, airplane hanger, if you want an oversized building, uh, he's the man to be able to help you do that. He he actually has uh, erected business uh, buildings all over the southeast United States. He's done over three million in sales in the last three years. Wow. We are pumped up. If you want a fair price, good service, he's the man for the job. You can go to Apex. Uh, metalbuildings.com and look at a little bit of the information and you actually can put a quote in online and somebody, one of the sales guys will reach out to you to be able to help you with that service. Donnie, what is um, his service area? We want to make sure that our listeners, uh, the 10 listeners we hopefully have at this <laughs> point, um, if one or two of them are in his service, area, what are kind of his general service area uh all the way over to texas up in arkansas um around in the carolinas he actually is putting a building in the university of kentucky right now all right so oh, if wow. they have sweet tea he's at, there okay if they have sweet tea at the restaurant he's probably servicing a building there how did you know that that is the requirement i didn't know you knew that that's because that's our requirement we already, we, except had, in utah and alaska they don't have and, we discussed it some of our listeners we're from the same place sweet tea and grits and, <laughs> and grits. grits grits and and the thing is people like even grits. uh <laughs> like when you come out here and you ask for grits like they look at you like what the fuck is a grit like and how many would you like if i can find what a grit is how many grits would you like that's really sad that's would really you like sad. a half a dozen grits would you like a dozen grits a baker's i love being grits. southern God, <laughs> let, let me tell you something you know okay so a grit could be like cream of wheat right could just tell them it's kind of like no 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 cream of see there's two you're talking about you Donnie, Donnie, I'm, uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm expose from, you. No, no, I, hold we up. We going anybody. into the southern shit. No, I'm gonna break no. you up. You're gonna break up all day. I'm gonna talk <laughs> so that yours, your shit doesn't oh do mine. All right. You know the difference between grits and cream of wheat. Please tell me, Donnie. You know the difference between grits and cream of wheat. I don't care about cream of wheat. I was, you wouldn't even let me finish what I was trying to say. I know. I was trying to hear what you were trying to say. You want to be quiet? I was trying to get you to envision the difference. Buttons is going to host the rest of the show, <laughs> and you're going to talk to Donnie B and the mineral himself, Bill Zink. All I'm going to say is follow us on Instagram and Twitter at <laughs> Not a Golf Pod. Don't be leaving. You didn't even let me get to plug in my fit. My, my, you didn't even let me, <laughs> you didn't even let me plug my, my hometown thing. The difference is one's corn, one's wheat. Well, Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Billions. Billions will be posted shortly. 
Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that, but thank you. That was going to be the difference. So uh, it's good. Yeah, We're good. I'm, I'm, I'm really just scalding your ass for mentioning cream of wheat in the grits conversation. That's well. I know that they wherever that is in that area of the world because I'm not. That is Yankee with- food. Just saying. Yeah. All right. Cream so anyway, wheat. anyway, back to to get back to the path we were on. Uh, wherever sweet tea and grits are served is where we can find uh, your son. I mean, he Basically. can go any. He can go anywhere. He can go anywhere. You're going to pay for it if he has to go do one in California. If you have to build a hangar in California, Hollywood, I'm sorry, he's going probably going to charge you for that, and the rest of the four of us are probably going to tell him to charge you more for that. So <laughs> he's uh, not going to. I tell you that, but he'll do it right. How about that, <laughs> folks? You can know in the South you're going to get uh, again with Bill's blood in Nashville, Tennessee. When you come to the South, you know you're going to get quality service. You know you're going to get a quality product, no matter what it is. And to wrap it up, I want to send it over to Buttons. Uh, she has a small business plug. Buttons. My plug is for the family beer business company in Dripping Springs, Texas. It's a really awesome spot. It's a good atmosphere. They make their own beer. I don't how many did they have? Like 14? Oh god, they had thought it was two dozen. It was it was, it was a lot. It was a piss ton of beer. And you we, can bring your they had a big outdoor for your family. It just it was it was good. Good family friend bring your dog it was awesome. It was a spectacular atmosphere. Um, the the beer that we had at the bar, you could you could order your beer at the bar. Look over to your left, look through the window, and see where your beer was brewed. Yep, see where it was made. Uh, they had no kitchen. They had a food truck set up outside, and outside oh, yes. cornhole, uh, playground for the kids. Playground for the kids. There's probably horseshoes out there, and Donnie. You know, me and Donnie get down on horseshoes. If you're from the south, you get down on some horseshoes. Yes, Bill, have you ever thrown a horseshoe? Oh, I'm amazing at horseshoes. I had a when I was growing up. What? Yeah, when I was growing up, my whole like from like four to eighteen, we had a little horseshoe pit in my yard. When I was growing up, we had a huge uh, land, a lot of acres and whatnot. And yeah, me and my dad used to throw horseshoes all the time, dude. I'm phenomenal at them. Donnie, I don't, I don't. Do you throw horseshoes? Oh, yeah, you know, we've done that over at the, uh, you know, Smith House, if you remember. Oh, yeah. we did. We did. Actually, that was over at the Johnson House. Uh, the Johnson House. Well, was that my birthday? But that that was, was her birthday. That was be- that was Button's for, birthday like three or four girl. years ago. That was my 30th birthday, by the way. Was it your 30th birthday? It was my 30th birthday. And it was born three or four years ago. That so was like seven and a half years ago. She was tort. She was tort. Yes, she I was. was. <laughs> she was. Let me, can I ask you, can I ask you two a question? You Just, can. If you don't mind, it's kind of like a little sure. thing that, you know, might help me understand a few things, if you don't mind. Please. So you're in Utah. Yes. When you go in these these establishments as Southern folk, 
do they just look at you and say, will you just please say words for me? Will you just talk? <laughs> I'm going to let. We do I'm get a, some I'm awkward. Step out. I need to go see the bartender. <laughs> we do get. Apparently, that's not where Buttons went. And I'm going to let. I'm gonna let uh, buttons comment on the uh, southern hospitality here over in Utah. I will have to say, for not being southern, I haven't. Every place we've been has been been good. It's been nice. Everybody's been polite. So, but yeah, they do look at you kind of funny, and it's like, say that again. <laughs> so you know, I have clients all over the U.S. that I talk to, and they go, especially in Canada, and they go, "Will you just talk?" What do you mean? <laughs> Well, you have an accent. So, well, you know what? You have an accent that I, I, I think you have an accent, right? So, yeah, I just wondered if you get any of that kind of stuff because, you girl, yes, you, we you, do. Got a twang, you got a twang, girl. You got a twang. I know. Like, <laughs> I know I do. I can't help it. Who I Bill, am. how did you react when you met Jay as far as his twang? Jay uh, Bird. Yeah, I, I, when he, I heard we he was coming up from Florida, this guy from Florida was coming up, so I fully expected. I spent eight years in Florida, and I was I've been in the Southwest, so I knew full well what I was getting involved with when he was coming up. Well, I must have missed some shit. I went because I about had to piss in the chair, and then you guys. I was are, wondering why you left. You guys are we, we talking, were talking about, about we were talking about conversations when you when you go out like in the community and do your thing do they just go like hey just say a word like talk i want to hear you talk like i have clients that tell me i have an accent all over the country so i was just wondering if you in utah when they hear that southern twang which you both have do they say hey man just say something like yeah or y'all or well it's not as much of and they don't have to ask me because it just comes out natural. I will say, and the reason, and what I was trying to set up was our, our trip to uh, Dinosaur Colorado a couple weeks ago. We had to go to Dinosaur because they don't sell dinosaur food in where we are. And again, we're, we're, we're Buttons and I are trying to avoid mainstream as much as possible. So we stopped at this little diner. I'd love to plug it, but I, I just, I just, I don't really. What was the can't. name of it? But we stopped at this little diner uh, between, we'll say it was between Salt Lake and Dinosaur, Colorado. And the lady was just, she just fell in love with our accent. And, and because we wanted sweet tea, and, and I even asked before I ordered sweet tea, I said, Do you have sweet tea? And if you have sweet tea, if, if it's a flavor, then you don't have sweet tea. I don't want peach. I don't want raspberry. I want I want the shit that tastes like a cane stalk. But everywhere we go, you know, the Boston's, uh, even Alaska, and actually surprising in Alaska, when we come up and visited Bill, most of them are transplants. So it was easy to find someone who was from Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or the Southeast. You know, Bill, Bill, God, you've, You've lived in Tampa, you've lived in Texas, you've lived in Colorado, you've been everywhere. And it's and it's really actually in, in, in Alaska, it's hard to find someone who is Alaskan. Yes. We all. have our buddy, we have our buddy Jay, Jay Money, who is going to be on the Not a Golf Podcast podcast eventually. Yeah, he's from Nome, Alaska. Nome, Alaska, and everything <laughs> as a matter of fact, we've made so many references, of course. 
Of course, Jason's wearing a short sleeve shirt today. He's from Nome. Of course, Jason is eating ice cream uh, today when it's 30 degrees. He's from Nome. He's probably the realest person I've ever met. Yeah. And period. Just have like the native accent that much. Kind of. No. And for those of you uh, who are listening to this podcast as an audio, and only as an audio, when you hear Jason, what you hear from Jason and what you see from Jason are going to be two totally different things. Yeah. Donnie, Donnie B, I be honest with you, our listeners, our 11 listeners are going to tell you that you're the pot calling the kettle black with the southern accent. Oh, yeah, buddy. he's got it, too. Because you... <laughs> I'll live with it. I'll take it. I got uh, me, it. too. I'm proud of it. Me, too. Hey. Me, too. I'm like, like Ric Flair. You don't like it, learn to love it. Woo! Woo! Ric Flair, baby. That's the throwback from the day. Ric Flair. <laughs> Gentlemen, I, I, you know, as much as I hate to do it, um, our listeners, what listeners we did have have probably fallen off. <laughs> That's okay. Listeners, if we got you at this point, God, we've got you from here on out, to be honest. If we've got yeah. you at this point, yeah. you're in. Yeah, yeah, you're in. You're in. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Not a Golf Pod, both locations. Don't forget to hit the bell where you find your podcast. I'm gonna shoot over here to my the thing the thing I was supposed to go with the show on. Um, that about wraps it up. Uh, the first episode breakdown. I'm just gonna read you guys what's on this paper. <laughs> Be sure to follow on Instagram. I already said that. Did I not? You did. And that brings me to this. On behalf of Mr. America himself, Donnie B, the Mineral, Bill Zink, Chef Will, and the entire crew at Caddy's Whiskey Tavern, and of course, the beautiful Becca Buttons. Thank you all for joining us here on the Not A Golf Podcast podcast. We send you off with Want You Baby from Eric Heidemann's Out of Time. Bye. Folks, as I promised you earlier, I wanted to give you a few seconds of both Rob Stinson's patroller from his Gold Mountain EP and Eric Heidemann and Want You Baby from his Out of Time album. So first will be Rob Stinson, then you'll hear Eric. Don't forget to head over to Twitter and Instagram at Pod. Follow us and then subscribe where you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us. I look forward to seeing you next time. Now you've up and gone. Every- that makes it great.